I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is local artist Stephen Kingsbury with an upcoming exhibition at the Christina Cultural Arts Center. Stephen, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad you could join us today. Your your exhibition that's coming up, Burden of Palestine, sounds absolutely fascinating to me. Uh, The subject matter, your experience, which led to that uh, uh, artwork. But let's let's go back a little ways. Um, As as an artist, what got you involved in the arts? What was the inspiration? What kind of training? How have you evolved over time? So as a kid, I could always draw. That was my uh, way of expressing myself and letting out frustration. And so I could always draw. Um, I went to college to study art, uh, Mega Rivers College in uh, Brooklyn, New York. And uh, I did art there. I found I, I was, uh, became a member of the art club there. And I was taught this difficult form of sculpture, copper sculpture, sometimes called copper embossing. And uh, I was uh, pretty good at it. Uh, actually, the first piece that I did uh, was selected to go into a museum exhibition along with the real artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, lo and behold, a few weeks later, uh, I was uh, uh, told that uh, some work had been stolen from the museum. And my work was included in that group. Hmm. I was devastated. I was thinking, well, you know, maybe this is not for me until about a week later, the art director came to me and gave me a check for a few hundred dollars and said, this is for your work. I said, I'm an artist now. How about that? So uh, so you started training and, and was it primarily training in sculpture? So it was it was all the art forms, the okay. painting, you know, the the etching. Actually, I really liked etching and it was really mm-hmm. a, a favor. But this copper was something that I could do. And I did all through college, and I sold it. Mm-hmm. I was one of the few students who left college with money in my pocket because I was selling my work you know, all four years. Now, what kind of experience did you have before college that led you to the decision, I want to go to college to study art? Well, well I was good in mechanical design. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I love architecture. Mm-hmm. Frank Lloyd Wright, one of mm-hmm. my favorite. Oh, mine too. So, yeah. so I, I was thinking about architecture, art, that, that sort of uh, a field. Okay. And did you finish college in art? So that, that's another interesting <laughs> uh, uh, story. Uh, after about my first year, I showed my father my work, and I was selling work. Mm-hmm. And he said he loved it. It's really good. But in case people don't like you the way I like you, it was the 70s, um, you, you probably need to take another major. So mm-hmm. I used the other side of my brain and finished uh, my four years with a Bachelor of Science degree in accounting. Okay. I subsequently in- went to do additional work uh, in, in uh, systems. Okay, interesting. Well, let's, let's continue with, with the art side of that. Uh, but then I want to get back to the, the business side of things because uh, it's, it's an interesting balance and an interesting story to tell about the life of artists. Uh, after college, did you continue? I mean, you, you went off in a life uh, career-wise of business, but h- how did the arts fit into your life after college? Well, I love art. And actually, um, while I was doing the business accounting side of my life, I was thinking I would love to be a curator. Because I could see the art, I, I collected art. Mm-hmm. Every place I traveled, I would, you know, try to find the artist community, and and so I studied art uh, all through those business years. 
But the difficulty of my work was that I traveled extensively, and it was difficult for me to do the copper sculpting work while I was away doing business. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't do much work while I was doing the business. Okay. Now, is copper sculpting still the work that you do? Yes, I love it. Mm-hmm. It is difficult, but uh, I love working in it. And actually, I think that maybe it's what's helped me uh, not get the carpal tunnel that lots of people have because I have to work with my hands, and mm-hmm. I'm good with working with my hands. So I love the copper sculpture, and this exhibit is all about copper sculpture. Now, I'm, I'm curious. Uh, different media have different cost ramifications. Is copper an expensive art form? It is, and uh, but it's also very durable. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the pieces that I have, I created— in the 70s, 1976, and it is the same today as it was back then. So it's an art form that uh, looks like ancient work, and uh, but it, it really does last forever. And with the copper, I assume there's a lot of uh, soldering involved? or So it's more like embossing. Probably, it's okay. the reverse okay. of etching. And the procedure is that I manipulate the copper right. uh, with sulfur and mm-hmm. chemicals to create some coloration, uh, but it, it, it's, uh, it, it's an art form with metal, and metal, I try to create movement in the metal with the design. So that, those are the techniques I use to create the, the, the uh, art pieces. Now, you mentioned chemicals. I, I'm intrigued because I, I love talking to art, histor- or art uh, conservationists and what they go through to, to uh, preserve or to restore artwork. Um, how much chemistry background do you have? <laughs> so I love <laughs> chemistry. High school chemistry was one of my favorite subjects. And, uh, but I've, I've worked over the years to uh, manipulate and get the, the proper chemical balance to use on the copper so that it, it does uh, maintain itself and lasts like it did when I first made it. Uh, for years, and uh, some 40 years old that I have personally. So so the etchings that you do with copper are, are done with chemical treatment? Well, no, the etchings are done with tools, tools sort okay. of embossing, but after the design is created, I, I change the coloring of the face of the copper uh, by using chemicals. So you have to know the chemical properties and which chemicals will do what to the copper. Absolutely, yes. Yes. Fascinating. Now, let's go back uh, uh, for a minute now to the other side of your life, that is the accounting, the finance side. Uh, What led you down that path? So uh, when I first uh, graduated from college, I worked in trucking uh, Mm -hmm. with the Hertz people and uh, then I moved up to uh, New Jersey where they have trucking, but also they have a major transit system. So I transferred from trucking to transit, still transportation, and moving people and goods around. And I was excited about working with uh, trains and buses. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, and you mentioned earlier that y- you had difficulty in, in continuing a, a sustained uh work in the art because of your traveling and, and the day job. Uh, how have you over time been able to reconcile that to compensate for that? Right. So what, hap- what I discovered as I got older was that I got more ideas. And some of the work that I did 30, 40 years ago um, was just you know like a simpler design. But today with all this experience, knowledge, understanding about life, I've been able to incorporate a lot of the new subjects uh, into the, the artwork. 
And so I, I've been storing them for 30 years, and now I'm able to put them uh, into fruition with the copper today. Mm-hmm. Um, in the artwork you do, what what is the size of the sculpture that you do? So most of them are uh, 36 inches by 24 inches. So they're they're fairly large. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have some pieces that are smaller based on, you know, the subject matter. Now, do you have your own studio or where, where do you do your work? All over my home. I, I do have a studio there, but I like working outside. And uh, so I do it all over the house. My wife's probably listening, and uh, she can uh, attest to that. Does it look more like a—I'm curious. uh, Does it look more like an artist's studio, or is there some uh, uh, indications of almost like a metal shop? I'm thinking of my junior high school metal shop days. So what what I've told uh, people is that I saw a great quote about life, and it said, disorganization— is, is, is the framework of creativity. So my art studio is a little disorganized with metal, mm-hmm. With, mm-hmm. with chemicals, with copper, and so that, that's how it looks. And that's mm-hmm. where I get my greatest energy and uh, creativity. Um, I, I want to, uh, in, in a minute, get into your Burden of Palestine exhibition coming up, but I'm curious, uh, in the past— what has been your inspiration for particular pieces of art? Or Ex- where, where do you draw your inspiration? Excellent question. So in the past, I saw um, in places that I lived and places that I worked around the country that there were some communities where people were not associated with their history, especially um, African Americans. They didn't realize that the rich, the cultural legacy that they have stemming from Africa and uh, sometimes not taught in the history books either. So I thought that one thing I could do was to share some of that history with them through the art. Um, So I have pieces that uh, talk about uh, former slaves during Reconstruction Mm -hmm. and what achievements they had. I have pieces about uh, Africa and the symbols and the history of different types, East African and West African. So I thought that my artwork would link that community with their own history and inspire them to succeed. Fascinating. I Now I'd, I'd like to turn to uh, the upcoming exhibition, but first let me remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Stephen Kingsbury, a local artist who has an upcoming exhibition called The Burden of Palestine, uh, which will be uh, at the Christina Cultural Arts Center on Market Street in Wilmington. And I understand there's an opening event on Friday, October 5th. Is that right? That's correct. At 5 p.m., we will do. I'll do a talk about the work, and uh, my good friend Mike Abel will be there to talk more in-depth about Palestine and what's going on in the country. And this will all be part of the uh, October Art Loop in Wilmington. Uh, b- before we talk about the art itself that was inspired uh, uh, for this exhibition, um, it is it comes from your experience in Palestine, my understanding. Is. Yes, that's uh, correct. Let's hear about your your trip, or have you been there more than one time? What What is your experience there? Uh, that led to uh, this just compulsion. I have to. I have to express this through. So I was very excited to go to Israel and Palestine. I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. Have lots of friends who are from there, and uh, so I, I w- had this opportunity to go, and uh, I, I was 
really excited. It's with the leadership program with the Dar Al Kalima University for Arts and Culture, co-led by uh, Mike Abel and uh, the Delawareans for Palestinian Human Rights. Um, we 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 got lots of tours and lots of uh, um, sessions with people that uh, live there, both Palestinians and Israelis, about what's going on there, about the history. The history dates back to biblical times. So mm-hmm. I read the Bible as a child, grew up in church, and I knew a lot about the you know the footsteps of Christ and mm-hmm. what was happening there. So when I was there, I was surprised to find that it was a desert. <laughs> I read that, but it just it st- stuck out when I was there. You could see it, and I was surprised to find that uh, some of the towns, Bethlehem, and some of the towns that I knew about uh, and dreamt about, were not in such good shape as they mm-hmm. were in the history books that I read. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the people living there the conditions were not as uh, favorable as I thought that they would be. So that was, that stuck out in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of experience did you have in, in the relationships of people in Palestine? The people were very gracious, very friendly, and uh, they, they opened mm-hmm. up their doors to us and their hearts and uh, you know gave us uh, their time. Uh, was We went to the Dar Kalima University, and they have an arts program that is Fabulous students creating uh, new forms of uh, artwork, really, really wonderful. So I was very happy to meet people that I, you know, consider to be lifelong friends now, and uh, you know they welcome us into their homes and learn about the the, the history of uh, Palestine. Yeah, I, I'm I'm intrigued as a former history teacher. Uh, I'm always uh, amazed at Americans' concept of history. And they look at something that's 100 years old and think, man, that's historical. Uh, what was your perception going to Palestine, which, as you say, you know, we think back to uh, even pre-Christian era right, history? Right. It was, it's just amazing that, um, like I read the stories, you know, biblical stories mm-hmm. of Palestine, Bethlehem, to note that people walked not a mile or two, you know, 10, 15 miles at a clip and that it was no no other form of transportation. I'm a transportation guy, so I'm looking at the road network, the difficulty of of getting around in that uh, you know the desert-like area. Mm-hmm. Um, people had to be strong, they had to be healthy. Um, so I just look at how people live today in that heat and that you know the, the desert-type uh, situation and the difficulty of of living there and you know without all the amenities that we have here in the states. Mm-hmm. So what are the specific uh, experiences, were, were there specific experiences or, or people, or what was it about your time in Palestine that, that said, you know, told you, I, I have to do something in my art right. to express that experience? And how does copper sculpture express that? that? Very, very good question. So I was struck by particular families that had difficulty in uh, getting from place to place. You know, they owned a car, but they would have to go through specific checkpoints, they call them, mm-hmm. where uh, people, you know, you get out the car, you can't drive the car through because you can't go in certain areas. Um, and just impossible situations for me uh, to live. Um, 
I, I've researched, and it's uh, 522 actual checkpoints hmm. um, in and around the area. Uh, there's a, a giant wall that separates, you know, sort of the Israeli side from the Palestinian side, 443 miles of wall. Mm. And it just crosses neighborhoods and, you know, families on either side. Uh, so those kind of difficulties struck me as being really difficult conditions to live under. And I wanted to say and express that and give that information to people back here in the States uh, through the artwork. So that's really what took me and moved me. Uh, and I just, you know, when I came back, I sort of blurted it out and uh, did my first uh, Burden of Palestine uh, artwork. And how does that artwork, uh, is it, I presume it's abstract? So it is not abstract. Oh, interesting. I actually, okay. um, it is, and I saw these things while I was there. You know, uh, I saw a picture uh, by a great Palestinian artist, uh, Suleiman Mansour, called The Camel of Burdens. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, uh, it, it was a porter holding uh, a bag with the uh, city of Jerusalem in it. Interesting. <laughs> and so my piece, The Burden of Palestine, is the whole Palestinian country, and on top of uh, a person who's uh, holding that and uh, looking down and, and showing the, the pressure and the, the difficulties of living in that situation, it, it's occupation, living under occupation. And so that, that's what hit me, that you know someone could be living under all those harsh conditions, and I wanted to show all that. Now, copper is a hard medium that doesn't move, mm-hmm. and, uh, but um, I could show the difficulty of his life and uh, his body and his clothing in, in the copper. So mm-hmm. that's what's all shown in the piece, the, the uh, burden of uh, Palestine. I, I was going to say to have something like copper, which, as you say, is a pretty hard metal, uh, to to depict that the fragility yes uh, of life is is, is really a, a phenomenal contrast. How long did the piece take you uh, to make? So that and fr- what were the challenges? Well, the challenges that? were I came home and I was struggling to uh, figure out how I could tell my neighbors, you know, tell my friends, tell my family, and my little sister who uh, has seen my work my whole life and sort of never, uh, never, never was not impressed with it at 12 years old, <laughs> right? So um, I, I talked to her and I blurted out just what I told you about the conditions in Palestine. And then that's where I put it all together and put it into a copper piece. It took me maybe a month and a half to finish it. And, uh, but the idea of it, I had concrete in my head and I blurted it out onto a copper plate and then created the piece from there. Interesting. Do you, you you mentioned early on in the interview that you you were always a good drawer, yes. sketcher. Yeah. Uh, do you sketch your sculpture first? So yes. you, you work from different sketch, and do you sketch from different angles and different perspectives? So that that's the key to it. That um, I like to get movement into my pieces because it, it is a rigid metal, mm-hmm. and I think that's the most exciting part of a design. So yes, I sketch it out a few different times, you know, maybe up to 10 times. And what I'll do is I'll try different sketches to see which one would work best with this piece of copper. I like to think, though, that the copper speaks to me, mm-hmm. and it actually chooses uh, the sketch that will work best for it. Interesting. And uh, so I... Mm-hmm. I I, I don't want to sound crazy, but I, I, I talk to the copper, it talks to me, 
and I produced the sculpture, which is the final product of you know wh whatever I had in my mind. Sounds a little bit like Michelangelo. I think he said the shape is in the rock. I just have to reveal the shape. Yeah, right. I've been reading a lot yeah. about him and other <laughs> artists. And yeah, I, 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 I said this to my wife that, um, you know, uh, Picasso, it's a little crazy. You know, you're in the back, you're painting things all day. Um, um, Van Gogh cut off his own ear. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe that creativity is so strong that you, you got to be a little crazy to do this. So I fit right in with, with that group. Now, at this point in your career, we have a couple minutes left. At this point in your life, do you find you have more time for art? I make more time for mm -hmm. art, and I'm so excited about the possibilities like this exhibit to show the art. Um, and that's really exciting to me. And I, I've gotten so many people that have uh, contacted me based on the art mm -hmm. and that want information and or want the art. And uh, so that's very exciting to me to share the message, to give the information about the things that I think are, are important and that are dearest to me. Mm -hmm. Now, have you exhibited in other galleries or... So I, I in all through college I exhibited. You know, okay. we were in museums, we were in New York, so we, we had plenty of space and time to do that. In during my working career I didn't do much work, so I did not exhibit. So mm -hmm. this is mm -hmm. sort of like my new way of exhibiting, uh, now that I'm no longer in, in that, you know, the job of transportation director. Now, how did you come to Christina Cultural Arts Center to be the venue for this exhibition? So uh, I came to Delaware to work for DART. Okay. And uh, while I was working for DART, I was uh, I left as its, its executive director. I was on the board of the Christina Cultural Arts Center. I was mm. always had okay. my hand in art, you know, throughout my life, and uh, got to know uh, Ray Avery and the other important people at the center. They do great work, mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. So I was happy to have the opportunity to exhibit there, and in in also to coordinate it with the uh, art loop. So that was very exciting to me. I, I was a, I'm a part of the art loop just as a spectator for, you know, for the last 20 years. So right. I'm excited. Well, this is great. We're running out of time. Stephen Kingsbury, thank you so much for joining us today. This has really been exciting to hear about your, your work as an artist and uh, your experience in Palestine and, and communicating that uh, through the upcoming exhibition, Burden of Pal Palestine at the Christina Cultural Arts Center. Uh, opening uh, event Friday, October 5th at 5 o'clock, right? Five on the, the dot, Wilmington we will loop. start. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Great. Well, thank you.